I'm going to make a very bold statement. I'm not afraid to make this statement because Gdoli Yisrael said the very same thing. One of the greatest personalities of the 20th century in the Jewish world was that of Sarah Schneerer. Sarah Schneerer, as most of you probably know, she was the a, a seamstress in Krakow. She was actually a divorced woman. And she picked up that as a result of all the various spiritual storms that were blowing all over Europe, the Haskola, the Reform Movement, Zionism, Bundism, Communism, all of the Jewish children were falling by the wayside as far as Yiddishkeit is concerned. And particularly the girls. The boys at least could go to yeshiva and they could learn Torah. But what are the girls going to do? So she took it upon herself to start the Besyakov movement. Much has been written about it. And uh, from her little small kita, her classroom in Krakow, it spread and spread and spread to the system that we have today, Baruch Hashem, all over the world, what we call the Beis Yaakov. And she saved, literally, the Jewish girls from assimilation. She's very famous for a statement that she made when she would part from her Talmidot. She actually once went to visit one of the Beis Yaakov branches and she saw a picture of herself on the wall. She wasn't happy to see this. She told them, take the picture down. Carry me in your hearts. It's the end of the year in Yeshiva and the Reitzion. And, uh, you know, the boys are leaving. And there always comes those tremendous tests of what happens when the boys leave yeshiva. The mash gives his classes about how not to lose it. But the truth of the matter is it's a serious, serious issue. And many people often leave comfortable surroundings and they just fall. And you need tremendous, tremendous Mr. Snefish to be able to stand up to the tests. I remember I had a student that approximately 10 years ago, he went back to Toronto and he had done very, very well over here. And he went to the Basemedish immediately and started pounding. And his friends that were not of particularly positive influences they followed him to the base Medish and they tried to call him out, similar to, to what it says in the Pesach, that the Goyim come to the Jewish people. The Pesach says in Shir Hashim, and they say, Shuvi, Shuvi, Ashulamis, Shuvi, Shuvi, Venechzebach, 
Come, come to us. And then they answered back, Cloudy Song answers it back. You have what to offer us compared to what we have. They tried to pull him out of the Mesmedish and he had to be adamant that this was his place and he's not the same person that he was before. And today he's, a, he's an Odin Godel. He's a very, very special young man with a family, Baruch Hashem. I think we can learn a little about this in this week's parasha. In the parasha of the Miraglim, which was a devastating parasha for the Jewish people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, Shlach Lecho Anoshim, Uyosu, Seret Knan, Asherani Moisen, Bnei Yisrael. And we all know the end of the story that the Miraglim came back and they spoke Lashon Hayu and the Eretz Yisrael. And aside from Kolev and Yeshua, they riled up the crowd against the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe, the Aaron, and in the end, we all know we suffer every year on Tisha B'Av. It's interesting to note that Chazal teaches us in the Tainus. They make a calculation for us when this mission took place. The Gemara says that they went out on Choftes Sivan. Chavtes Sivan, and then Tammuz, and then nine days in Chodesh Av. And the Gemara calculates that they're 40 days. Tesis actually says that they left on Lamed Sivan. Whatever it may be, it's not so crucial. But we'll take the opinion of Tesis just for argument's sake. It's interesting that the Tammuz of one day of Chodesh Sivan, so I, my feeling is that there's a Zoya Kodesh in, in various places. That the Zoya says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, little baby, his family put him into the bassinet and they placed the bassinet in the Nile. In the Nile. Because they couldn't hide him anymore. But it's Pnei Shlesha Yerochim. For three months they were able to hide him, but no more. So Chazal and the Zoya teach us on this pasuk that it's Pnei Shlesha Yerochim. That three months a year, the light of Moshe Rabbeinu is not visible. When Moshe Rabbeinu is born, when Moshe Rabbeinu brings to the world tremendous light, even his radiance to the world. But the three months a year that were given over to the Sitra Achra, to the jurisdiction of Esav, and those months are Tammuz, Av, and Teves. We're all familiar that the big three fasts, other than Yom Kippur, and of course Sangadalia, but the, the three main fasts are Tishabov, which falls out in Chodesh Av, Shavar Sabbat Tammuz, which falls out in Chodesh Tammuz, and Asar Batavis, which falls out in Chodesh Teves. These three months are months that were given over to the Sitra Achra. The light of Moshe Rabbeinu does not shine during these three months. 
But Moshe Rabbeinu sent them Raglam out in Chodesh Sivan. Because Moshe Rabbeinu shlach l'cho anoshim. L'maysa Moshe Rabbeinu sent them out. They had the opportunity to cling to Moshe Rabbeinu and to cling to his shlichus. And if they wanted to, they could have withstood the test of coming back and doing what they did. They went out in a month that the light of Moshe Rabbeinu shines. They were privy to the influence of Moshe Rabbeinu. But unfortunately, it seems that they didn't carry Moshe Rabbeinu with them in their hearts. I'll tell you even more so. I saw a fantastic Ave Nachal this week. The Ave Nachal, one of the great Hasidic Rebbe's who also wrote a piece on the Shulchan, on the Shulchan Aruch to explain the Magen Avram, the Levushay Srod. This great Avi Nachal says an amazing pshat. He says that the uh, Eretz Yisrael, because the Jewish people were in the Midbar, the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael all came to be with the Jewish people in the Midbar. That's, a, that's why they were able to bring Karbanis. That's why they were able to bring a Mishkan. The Mishkan can only be built in Eretz Yisrael. So he says that that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Meishu Rabbeinu. Meishu Rabbeinu, what are you sending them to Eretz Yisrael for? Shlach Anoshim. Send them to you. Eretz Yisrael is by you. In, in, in Machna Leviya, Machna Shechina, that's where Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is. Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is over here. So the Miraglim, according to the Avinacha, the Miraglim in a sense, they were leaving Eretz Yisrael also. Just like the Nevei fellows that are going to be leaving Eretz Yisrael. And again, they're leaving Eretz Yisrael, and they're leaving with the light of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu does everything he can to be able to inculcate them with Kedusha and the Yitzhah that they should be able to be Mezgaber over the Nesionis. And he will be able to explain to them everything they see when they leave the, the comfort zone of being a Moshe Rabbeinu. But you have to be in touch. You have to cling to Moshe Rabbeinu. How often over these years, the decades that I teach in Yeshiva and, my, and our colleagues, especially Rabbanim that we have in the Vey, how often do I see that suddenly we don't hear from somebody? We don't hear from a certain Talmud. And then so when we finally hear from him, I wouldn't even say on a podcast some of the things I've picked up that took place, and it all starts when you fall out of touch, when you don't stay in touch. So that's number one. Number one is you have to be clean to Moshe Rabbeinu. Carry Moshe Rabbeinu in your hearts. This is a tremendous lesson that we learned. We saw it in Sarashnir, we see it in the Parsha, and this is incumbent upon every single one of us to Yes, sometimes you leave your comfort zone. Sometimes you go to a place where the tests are greater. 
But you gotta overcome. There's no excuse. Carry me in your hearts.